0: Welcome to Cross Politic on the Tuesday Fix.
1: I don't know. That's <laughs> nah, not what we call it.
0: I don't know. It's good no. to be with you guys. I need to work it's on the Tuesday. a better name. It's a Tuesday Throwdown. Tuesday Throwdown. Surprise or Tuesdays. Or Thursday Throwdown. I don't know. Right. I don't know. It's Tuesday. Yeah. We got to right. come up with something like that. We're working on it. I'm so excited. Hey, for thank today. you for joining us on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Make sure you guys join us in Nashville, October 1st through the 3rd, at our Fight, Laugh, Feast conference. It's happening. Nashville is open We're doing it We're probably going to be The only Christian conference uh, That's happening in the fall Which we're actually Pretty excited about Well don't forget I I
1: forgot about Grace Agenda Uh, Grace Grace Grace, Agenda Is happening in August That's right Grace Agenda Is happening too So it's a warm up Uh,
0: conference August uh, 14th and 15th I believe That's here in Moscow And it's free And and it's free Like Grace And we are also doing A uh, a meet and greet cross politics meet and greet Yeah and along with Doan Creative Agencies. Yeah. At, Doan's got this big barn that he's remodeled. Into oh, we're going nice to po- party there? We're gonna party <laughs> yeah, we're gonna in the party barn, there. So, Ooh, Yeah, so that's Saturday Night It'll
2: be on the agenda when you guys show up here in Moscow also, in August. Also, don't forget to download the app. It's where you can get all of the shows on the network, including In the Bullpen with Mark Dewey. Man, I
1: love that
0: show. Who's
2: still hitting grand slams. And, yeah. and we got some more shows that we're going to be dropping.
1: I, I th- as a pitcher, I don't think he likes that term.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh. (laughs) He keeps keeps throwing no hitters. (laughs) There he he goes. He he keeps striking out. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. No, 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 no. no, That's not it Darn it. Darn it. Hey, with us right now on the line, we got Dr. Tom Price. Yes. He is uh, adjunct faculty at University of St. Joseph and Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary. He studied at the University of Oxford in Systematics and Ethics, so don't mess with him. Also, you probably know him as one of the main characters at the Theology Podcast. That's how I know him. Just yeah. Out, yeah. And he's also married to Sandra. They have two children together, and he plays jazz guitar, so that's what? just another reason. Where's that guitar at? Don't I, mess I, with I want him.
1: a little sum of that. Where's that at? <laughs> yeah. Tom,
2: thanks so much for joining us on Cross Politic.
3: It's my honor to be here, Uh, a big fan, uh, listen regularly, and uh, always, always love it um, when we don't only uh, to speak to each other indirectly, but it's things like this. In, in in well, this is still indirect. So yeah. but anyway, <laughs> it's 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 a simulated indirect uh, direct. It,
1: it, make, it, it really makes me a little Play nervous that related. you listen to the show. I, I just want you to know that Tom. I, uh, yeah,
3: I, he's gonna... like their systematics
1: are horrible. <laughs>
2: <He's> like... <laughs> so speaking of all of that, actually, um, we want to talk to you today, basically about the broad topic of. Just the fact that ideas have consequences mm. I, I remember actually in history class in tenth grade my, my one of my best teachers in high school actually just I mean she would say that all the time ideas have consequences yeah. ideas have consequences as a man thinks, so is he yeah and and I think we, we say that a lot uh, Christians maybe hear that a lot and then don't realize how true it is until it's come Pummeling down on top of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and so Knox and I and, and and Waterboy were talking the other day about all the craziness going on. We got the COVID crazy. We got uh, the mob crazy. We got statues getting pulled down. We got Black Lives Matter. We got Antifa. I don't Christian know. capitulation. A- and we got yeah. the church <laughs> basically right. running behind all of it, yeah. trying to keep up, trying to be as cool yeah. as the mob. And Knox said he had a great conversation with you. Phenomenal. Uh, at, uh, on. Kant, Immanuel Kant, and he said, what we need to talk about is we need to talk to Tom Price about Immanuel Kant. Yeah. And of course, I had no idea what he meant. <laughs> <laughs> We're about <laughs> to but, find out <laughs> today. But, but I was immediately intrigued. So yes. who is Kant? And maybe begin to sketch for us, how does he haunt us today?
3: Oh, that's ex- excellent introduction. And um, Kant is a huge topic in one way. So what I have to do is a little bit of narrowing here. And, um, and when I use the term Kant and make a reference to Immanuel Kant, I am referencing the person, but I'm also referencing him sort of as a representational type. Yeah. And what do I mean by that? What I mean is he, he sets, he, he both brought certain strands of thinking to a culmination, and then he gave such a definitive form to certain Ways of thinking and, and and understanding that he set the conditions for things mm. that followed. Yeah. So when I speak of Kantian, you know, Kantian man, I steal that term from Iris Murdoch, the famous uh, Oxford philosopher.
0: Yeah, I know. Um, yeah,
3: that, yeah, <laughs> personally. <right. laughs> um, and, and, and but but the, the way that term is used is more in terms of sort of a representational type. So. Yeah. Yes, Kant was a, a, a sort of enlightenment or some would call a counter-enlightenment philosopher um, and it really, in many ways, brought the enlightenment to one of its most extreme points of intensification in terms of it, its concepts and its thinking. Um, on the other hand, Kant unleashed a set of forces... Um, that probably would be forces he wouldn't even like, Mm. Um, and they help set the conditions for what we are seeing unfold all around us. So he becomes kind of a a very significant type for us to kind of enter a conversation about getting a grip on these forces, Um, as you mentioned, ideas in particular, that are shaping and impacting. Now, I do want to qualify this really quickly when you talk about ideas having consequences, that already brings us into a whole field of problems that are a consequence of Kant.
2: Oh man, he just Be- called me Kant dog. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even get started. No, no, no,
3: no. Hold, hold on, hold on. Actually, I'm, I'm going to actually defend you, saying oh, that you okay. you don't you don't end up um, where the Kantian trajectory ends up now by saying that, because for Kant, it's not well for Kant ideas are going to be understood in a very unique way. Mm. But in the history, way far down the line, closer to us, ideas are not what have consequences. Other kinds of forces are what produce ideas. So ideas are the consequence. For example, ideas... Um, the idea of, of, of myself as a biological male, right? Uh. <laughs> um, that would be considered uh. in a post-Kantian world that rips itself from some of the things he originally mm-hmm. said in such a way that it's a byproduct of historical forces and material forces and economic forces. So th- uh. the flip side is ideas are the consequence yeah. of other things, not mm-hmm. the drivers, but that's way down the line. Let's go back to why I brought Kant up. (laughs) Um, The reason I I brought Kant up, uh, especially in the conversation that we were having, uh, David and I were having, is we really uh, taking a look at some of the trends in the evangelical world in particular, and and church, and what made it soft ground for the embrace of things that that clearly um, conflict with classical understandings of Christianity and salvation and and um, and start to redefine those things in terms of trends that are fashionable popular but also destructive and so that was sort of what brought us into that conversation right. yeah and I oftentimes introduce when I'm talking about this topic to my class I said what is it about the early Christian message when the gospel first went out? It was seen as, as the answer to human liberation from idols and a true freedom to enact our creatureliness in accord with our created purposes. How do we go from that radical sense of gospel freedom to the gospel being something that we now need to be freed from? Right. Wow. Christianity used to be the message of good news. Now it's seen as part of the structures of oppression right. that we need to be liberated from. Something happens both to the Christian, you know, to to Christianity in this process, but also to our understanding of salvation and freedom. And so that is part of what I was trying to get after when I was talking to, to David, is that this notion of freedom that we often have floating around, especially in the Protestant and Evangelical world, um, oftentimes has a lot more indebtedness to the Enlightenment and to Manuel Kant than to the classical understanding of Christian freedom, freedom to truthfully enact who we are in Christ, Freedom where freedom and law are not in opposition. Right. Um, and so and and so what what I was getting at is one of the key types that kind of helps us unpack why evangelicals have embraced more of a enlightenment Kantian vision is because of its absorption and its lack of defense against these kinds of ideas as you mentioned, as they infiltrated from the rest of culture in its institutions and and uh, forces so
0: so, so well, Tom, mm-hmm. uh, you actually made a lot of connections for me with the social justice movement. But before we get to that comp- part of this conversation, yeah. um, mm-hmm. Kant was kind of dead smack uh, between the first great awakening and the second great awakening. Yeah, and so it's it seemed like uh, he really his ideas uh, really took hold in the second great awakening and how that all yeah. shook out here in America, and that yes. that is set the church on a trajectory. That where we're at right now. Can you maybe uh, flesh that out a little bit? Yeah,
1: and talk to the dumb people in the room. Me, uh, just, just like yeah, what is yeah, Kant himself? What is what was his ideas?
3: Yeah, well, what what did uh, what did Kant bring? Um, that would be a good way. And then how did that kind of uh, play itself out and, and impact uh, the, the evangelical church in the U.S. too? Well, um, Kant was was uh, late. Um, 18th century thinker, and he was engaged in the core philosophical debates of his age, in particular with the skeptic David Hume.
2: Yeah.
3: And one of the things that David Hume had brought into philosophy was a radical skepticism. Now, there is a long history to why we get here, and we ought to do a show on that. How did we get to Kant? Because that will, that will kind of be in and of itself, and it actually is a fascinating yeah. um, history. But if I, can, if I can shorten that history really to the smallest bare bones, let's think of it this way. Around the 14th century, the, uh, the Christian understanding of creation... Right, Mm. as having an inherent order, ordered towards the Creator, having distinct kinds and ends. These things are discernible with reason, but reason illumined by divine revelation, and therefore finding their completion and fulfillment in it. That begins to become a problem. Mm. What happens is there's a shift in in the understanding of God through the history of Islam, in particular, a notion of God. Um, No longer as the infinite source being itself, right? The great I am. Right. But now understood as sheer will, right? Mm -hmm. The core attributes of this God is just arbitrary will in which there is no reason consistent with God's nature, why God chose to do this or that. It's just blind and arbitrary. Mm. And that that creates an alternative view of creation, right? Mm. Now creation is made in the image, in some sense, of God as sheer power, right? Powerful forces, uncontrollable. So now all of a sudden you have nature, red tooth and claw, right? It's not unfolding the purposes of God. It's unleashing its own inherent power, right? Mm. Autonomy. All of a sudden... Which is how we got few-
0: Darwinism. <laughs> Pretty,
3: there that's there really you up, go. Yeah. Naturalism and Darwinism, yep. right? And now the next one, humanity. Well, if humanity is made in the image of God, right, yeah. then humanity must be chiefly dis- understood as autonomous like God, free, <sighs> ah, and that freedom must be of the same type as God, unorigin- having no origin other than the self-willing. So oh. we become... We are the positors of our own self and being. Our choice almost is creator of ourselves and reality. We are God. Right? Wow. We we get that. See, this all comes shift in in understanding of God, shift in understanding of nature, shift in understanding of human, also shift in understanding of history, right? History now becomes this this, uh, providence, gets melted into history almost as a will unfolding its own set of forces these each start to get into conflict with each other. And so really, if you want to get to the, the point we are in, in, in history, you're seeing all these differing, um, yep. these differing levels of competition. Now notice that word competition. Because this God is simply the, the most powerful thing around, not ontologically distinct, right. simply mm-hmm. just a lot of power, right. this God becomes a threat to me. Mm. because we're competing on the level of power, right? right? We're on the same power grid, God just has more. So the only way that I can get this God to give me space to truly realize myself is to get that God out of the way. Mm. And so we create a a system, a buffer, to do that. Secondly, nature is a threat, because nature, if it's got its own will and power, is going to do something limiting my own exercise my own agency and power and similar to history so what the initial enlightenment was about descartes i think therefore i am it was trying to establish in his own subjectivity his own think i think therefore what i posit my own being right he's he's of this of this um, strand right so he basically through his own self-constituted reason becomes the ground of his knowledge of God and everything else. And now he is able to tame this God through his reason, and he's able to tame nature. And so science becomes an instrument through which not we understand the gift of creation and and move along with its created purposes. It no longer has anything other than blind, arbitrary purposes. Mm. We must bring it underneath our rationality to govern it, control it, so that it doesn't override our freedom.
0: Mm. So man-centered. We,
3: yes, man-centered. So, and we have a whole host of theologies right, running along with this, right? And a lot of times the assumptions of that, because they've been institutionalized, they run right into the church without, without knowing it. Now, Kant is an intensification of this. Kant is saying that that more than us being sort of the ground of our own reason, um, we, we actually are active, not merely in, in, um, in receiving information and then somehow trying to make sense of it, but we actually are fundamentally active in constructing everything that we know. Uh, oh, wow. What do I mean by that? Well, because we no longer have access to the inherent nature of things through a rational creation ordered to God. So we cannot know God in himself, right? Nor can we know anything in the world in itself. We can only know these things as they come to us through our sense experience. Uh, but our sense experience, right, is, is only the, the condition for... for us to actually impose our rational um, categories onto reality. So we never know reality in itself. We always know it as filtered through our rational categories, which are a part of our Constitution, right. not the way the world is. Right, right. So we are, we are legislating form through our Constitution onto, um, onto the world and we are the ones also self legislating that means right. we are defining what laws and ethics are consistent with our subjective right. wow um, this wants is and like desires. the second
0: great awakening this is like how we got all the theology with uh, women pastors in our church. I mean,
1: uh, yeah, you, no, we're going to get, I think so right now I've been, um, I'm sorry, go ahead, Gabe. I no, remember, I'm just, I'm just, i of right <laughs> okay. so like, is- You know, I, I'm sorry. I I, I I really needed this. So thank you so much for doing this time. One of the things You're that okay. there's a book that I started reading by Francis Schaefer called escape from reason. And I'm seeing yes. this image now, um, Come together where he talks about the two tiers, the upper tier and the lower yes. tier. And the upper tier yeah. is uh, grace. And in the lower tier is nature. And he says what ends yeah. up happening is because we have a wrong view of nature, uh, we take yeah. nature and put it in the upper tier. And and the lower tier begins to eat up the upper tier. And now we project what should be of, yeah. of grace, right? Of God, right? Onto yeah. creation, yeah. which we start projecting ourselves onto creation, which it seems like exactly what you're saying here, right? Is that kind of the yeah. same setup?
3: Uh, yeah. And, and Schaefer, I think he, he wisely was able to, um, um, distinguish the the upper and lower. Um, my only critique of of, of uh, Schaefer at this point was that he draws Thomas Aquinas into something that Thomas yeah. is not guilty of. Okay, okay. I
1: knew you <laughs> might.
3: Be, yeah. I, I picked up on
0: that too. I was <laughs> like, man. Where are you, where are
1: you? <laughs> okay, so what 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 is it that Kant con- did at this point with that kind of understanding and leading? it? What, what was it that started to fashion in American culture from this idea?
3: Well, I think what you get going on here is the, this divide between... Um, maybe an easy way into it is like fact-value. Um, what, what happens is the only things we can have any kind of knowledge of, of, what Kant calls pure reason, are those things that we can sense and therefore, from our sense perception, put our rational categories on. So even though we don't know anything in and of itself, we know something... Um, because it impacted us in order to think about it, yep. and we have to think of it this way. Okay, Experience so and reason. That would be yeah. the, that's right. But, and it's strangely, he would call that the realm of fact, right? It's the realm of science for him. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. So he, he A lot of like people would call that it. fact these days. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you're right. No. Well, that, that helps you see how that that, uh, that weak ground leads to the kind of loosening of 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 empirical facts. Real real quick, real Uh, quick,
0: Tom. Just let me interrupt. mm -hmm. Just real quick. I don't know if you guys saw President Trump's uh, speech at the um, in South Dakota at Rushmore at Rushmore on on Fourth July. Um, The way CNN. And ABC and all these other media outlets have covered that speech. Oh, it's, it's like crazy. You go listen to the speech. It's like, there's nothing wrong with the speech and they're but they're saying like, this is racist. This is divisive. This is, yeah. he's <laughs> yeah, dividing our yeah. country through the speech. Because and I'm just Gabe,
2: like, because that's the experience they had. Exactly. Right. And if that's the experience exactly. they yes. had, then that's their apprehension of the facts. Yeah, I mean, it's been
3: unbelievable <laughs> yes, and, how they cover that. Go ahead. Well, you, you hit, you hit a great point, And this is something I think we'll come to is this is where my big point is with the church is this whole, psychological the moving things out of the realm of of fact um or any connection to a, a broader reality besides ourselves right um sets the conditions for an almost emotional therapeutic psychological way of relating to everything yeah. because no longer is it moored to any kind of uh, anything more right no no kind of inherent order of things no no true order that we orient ourselves in relationship to therefore there's nothing there it's amorphous so the psychological is the is the easiest way in and so what what is it well these interpretations are psychological trigger mechanisms right it's wow. like saying witch during the witch trials right yeah. it's it sets the frenzy going and and so that what you're seeing is psychological conditioning has replaced the capacity to um, to, to evaluate and engage with, with reality. Then, but, um,
2: the other thing you mentioned, mm-hmm. though, as far as like a uh, sheer will being behind all of it, seems I mean, that's the other yes. piece of this. So yeah. you, you don't have truth, you don't have an inherent structure to the world mm-hmm. that we're trying to conform, be conformed to. Rather, yeah. all, all that there is, is is pure raw will driven by me. And my experiences, yeah, my right. feelings, exactly and right. and that's that's the highest authority there is. And turns out, if you get you know, you know a mob together, uh, you can get a lot more done than just one guy. Yeah, yeah. Right. But but that's yes. that's all yes. there is is sheer emoting. Yeah. You know, power grabs.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yes. Well, and what, what's interesting is. What, how Kant um, actually like brings the culmination, this move in theology f- from conceiving of God in the classical sense to sheer will, the highest will within a shared order of wills, right. is it makes will be at the center of everything. Mm-hmm. And so what postmodernism was able to do is it, it was able through Nietzsche and, and, and really Marx and some other figures is able to expose the kind of will at at the heart of Kant's project. So Kant wasn't returning to classical notions of reason. He was actually, reason was a a certain um, mechanism of the will. Mm. And it's it's, it's almost the instrument of the will to impose a certain kind of form onto it that is consistent with it. Now, the will itself Along some of the the thinkers that went this way would itself be the closest thing to reality, and so they would see it as like the deepest, you know, the deepest right. connection mm. with the world because the world is like Schopenhauer said, a a a, a will and Nietzsche will to power. So mm. you have these things; they grow out. But what happens with uh, well, back to David's point right, with the the fact value issue mm-hmm. um, is is. What happens to theology, for example, and the doctrine, even the, the kind of the things we classically held as we understood creation as ordered, distinct kinds? Right. Well, these things are no longer a part of the fabric of 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 the world in itself, and if they are, we can't know it. Mm. So they must be either presupposed to make sense of our uh, the, the way we reason. Or they're merely things that are in the, in the realm of value. They're things we, we value and create um, because they're consistent with, with um, the way we're constituted. Um, but that gets challenged later. Um, right. and, and Because pe- people basically argue that people end up willing and wanting and thinking differently. So you can't really say everyone thinks and feels this way. Um, But you make a great point, Um, uh, Iris Murdoch put it this way, Um, this shift in Kant from Kant to the Kantian tradition, um, basically, in the realm of moral philosophy, brought this notion of the will to be seen as basically the creator of all value, Mm. values which were previously in some sense inscribed in the heavens and guaranteed by God collapse into the human will. There's no transcendent reality. The idea of the good remains indefinable and empty so long as human choice may fill it.
0: Wow. That, that's kind of humanism, basically. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> yes. So yes.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, it is, you know. That's a capital
2: H. Now
1: this is making sense why Gnosticism, I think Vodi calls ethnic Gnosticism, where people that yeah. you don't know in my experience, has such a root now because we've been steeped in it for so long
2: yeah. that it has a fertile yeah, you, soil to grow up in, Right you don't know oh, yeah. you don't know what it means to be a woman you right. don't know what it means to be black you don't know what it means to be white you don't know what it means to be unless you're transitioning asian
1: and so yeah. all of a sudden we have all these competing guys that we have to make room for yeah. on the pedestal to worship each in, one in right
3: that's right. And the thing is, there's no way anyone else can know those things based on the way they understand the world. Nice. How can I know a shared experience if experience is so radically particular? Right, right, right. This is
2: why only people with bright yellow skin can do the voices for the Simpson characters now. Yeah, that's right. Yes. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> yeah, real. Just, you don't know what it's like to be bright I think it's it's
0: James Lindsay or um, uh, others have used this terminology, too. But really, this is the the modern terminology is like standpoint epistemology. Right. Right. Where, uh, you know, my 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 perspective where I'm standing, my epistemology is what dictates the truth for everyone else because I'm coming from
2: here. And And because you can't that doesn't. That can't possibly work. It's utterly insane. Right. That means you're at odds with everyone. And this goes back to the conflict thing. Right. Right. Like you can't help yes. but then be deeply offended by everybody constantly. Right. There's a power struggle yeah. constantly. Yep. You're constantly competing. <laughs> everybody is stealing from you basically or right. attacking you. Yeah, right. yeah. Everything is a microaggression Cultural appropriation or a macroaggression. <laughs> because that's the law that right. you set and, up. And, yeah. then, right. and how can it not then turn actually violent? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, Go ahead, Tom. I'll go yeah. ahead.
3: No, it's yeah, great, great, uh, great kind of analysis of, Thank you. of kind Thank of, you. of these <laughs> these things. <themes>. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> if I may say so myself. Um, but the, but the, but here's here's an interesting thing. Is so what happened Kant when Kant's aim was that this was something universal. He he was he was seeing it as something. That um, there wasn't going to be such a plurality of perspectives and everything else. They were actually because we all shared in <laughs> in our, our natures. Again, he's he's drawing off of an older right. uh, theological framework. Right. Therefore, there must be something universal to uh-huh. to our categories of thought and the like. And that that is one of the things that starts to get. It shattered. But one of the things that was a limit for Kant, because he at least acknowledged that there was something in itself that placed a limit on this. And even though we can transcend it and govern it, it was a, a next step in that. Uh, Fichte uh, was the, uh, uh, the, the philosopher who basically said, well, why are you going to stop there, Kant? And he basically pulls mm. all of the limits, mm. whether it's tradition, whether it's um, you know, any, anything that got in the way, especially the body. And and its limits are nature, history, all of it. Basically, had to be subverted right. to the self positing will, and so, so we are completely the makers of reality right. and everything else.
2: So if you if if a, if a boy wants to be a girl,
3: yeah, he, there you
2: go. Well, well, yep. There's nothing to stop him. Yeah. So well, I mean, his yeah, no, his will to be a girl is the highest standard. So here's
1: here's yes. t- here's what's messing me up because. The thing that I think we were sitting in the car having this conversation in October, and I remember looking at you and said, but Christians shouldn't get lost in this because we have theology <laughs> proper. We have an objective yes. reality of the word of God. The upper tier is, yeah. is grace. We have this word. Creator
2: creature distinction.
1: We have that distinction. How is it that Christians are getting lost and getting eaten up with Kantianism?
3: Yes, it's, it's, that, that itself is a few books, but I'm going to give you one aspect <laughs> <laughs> um, of it. One of them is, is the weakening, and, it, and even us in the reform world can be guilty of this, the weakening of our understanding of creation um, in, in light of redemption. Wow, and so too, we oftentimes, that's right, we oftentimes look at the creation as so time-bombed that it has nothing about it that, that is worth um, resurrecting. But the ironic thing is, is what is it that is actually resurrected and vindicated in Christ's resurrection? It's the creation, right? right. Renewed, right. brought to its perf- the initial stages of its perfection. Yeah. And so we can't cast off the goodness of creation and, and those types and kinds that, that Genesis sets as not merely the pattern that is going to be realized in history. These things are what all history presuppose. Right. Those natures and kinds are about me, whether I'm in fallen history or not. They are distinct. They're not going to be a race. So you can try to get rid of male, female, but it's it, on the level of the creaturely and the good of it. They're not going to be able to do it. It's, it's instamped, instamped the goodness of creation, which precedes the fall, right? And so, although there is fulfillment, right, in Christ there is this and that, but that's looking at it in relationship to fulfillment, but it is not abandonment. And so that's why the the, the heresy, for example, the, the Old Testament God was this worldly, and the New Testament one is one that Family. is, you know, yeah. heavenly, um, or the Gnostic notion, or, or different types of Gnostic notions. Sure. That the creaturely is contaminated and bad. And so, true yeah. liberation is to be liberated from all of those kinds and distinctions and orders and relations that right. God set in motion at the creation. And so, what we need to do is, first of all, get back to a certain evangelical metaphysics of creation. What is the very nature of the kinds and, and, and the created order, the moral order? Um, what, I, what is it? What is the nature of those things and the purpose of those things? What tell us? What yeah. goals and purposes do these have, both in the long term and in the creaturely unfolding? Mm. Then we need to, of course, um, understand those and unpack those in a way that it contrasts them with the way in which the idolatrous alternatives have embedded themselves in the church, um, that's a hard task. It's what I call, you know, everyone has their deconstruction and their demythologizing. I, I see it as sort of idolatry critique, right? Yeah. Um, and, and when we understand the, 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 who God is and all things relative to God, we now have the divine light from which to understand these things properly. To bring all thought into conformity to Christ, and part of that task is retrieving the truth of the goodness of creation, though fallen, blown it in and of itself, but uh, re- resurrection and being brought to its consummation in Christ. that whole vision, not just the redemptive side, needs to be right. needs to be asserted right. because that 's what really is good. actually getting shaved off i 'll right. give you an example where how many times do you hear well, in Christ, there is neither male nor female this or right. that right right. 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 Now, in a Gnostic reading, that's because creation, the, the creation itself, the kinds and the distinct kinds are merely something yep. that was just the stepping stone to redemption. Now you can just get rid of them.
0: Mm. Oh. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, See, so was, uh, Tom, uh, uh, get, get rid of your philosophy jumble stuff. Your, all right. You know, talk, uh, yeah. make a clear articulation. Of the relationship yeah. between what is currently going on with social justice and the church.
3: Okay, what is currently going on with social justice in the church? Um, well, one thing is, um, I think there there is, as I've long time said, there's been a strong alignment of the church with the culture, and yeah. um, especially the enter- entertainment culture. And the therapeutic culture, and so you've already have a softening of the theological vision, and then you've also basically have the theological vision reinterpreted in the therapeutic, and therefore salvation is all about me, me wow. myself, and I, no. my best life now, um, how God can make me fulfill my purposes. Theology is a function of me. Here's your Kantianism and your your yeah. Des- Descartes, right? <laughs> sure. um, so God, the theology of God. I, and look, this is where I even say people mean well, I mean the, the reformers always like to talk about the the, the aspects, the practical dimensions like it 's no good to speculate about God all day if it doesn't show itself in, in obedience, right sure. true, but what happens when it all when that that obedience gets severed and becomes everything, God becomes an idol of. This process rather than God being the pearl of great price, right. yeah. and so yeah. when that happens, god isn 't pursued for god's own sake he 's pursued mm. for my purposes mm. yeah. and so what happened? What happens there is in this in this therapeutic individualist you know bourgeois world, they become the first to be critiqued as the embodiments of the social structures and hierarchies of the general culture yeah. and so when you have these, these movements grounded in their own radical views of of liberation see the church and its ties to that social order, the church becomes a prime target as being one of the oppressors. Yeah. And so because it, it is basically embodied the the cultural life of the society in order to make its its message relevant. Mm. <laughs> and wow. so when it becomes that, it has a choice. Do I go with the new trend and denounce my alignment with all of that, and now become a social justice warrior with a Christian gloss, or do I defend the the uh-huh. old order of entertainment um, entertainment right. uh, pragmatism? You mm-hmm. know, wow. shallow and entertainment so what pragmatism. Is, is, yeah. So what you have going on in the church, this easy abandonment of both. I, I sort of, I have to. Shuckle with sadness, if that makes any sense, <laughs> um, when I hear these kind of so-called uh, evangelical leaders who have walked away from God. Right. I mean, first and foremost, if they've moved to a point of atheism, so they never had a clue of what, they, what was meant That's by right. God. Right. Um, but, but secondly, um, it just shows you how this, this easy ability to walk from one fashion to another right. is really that thinness that is underneath this kind of spirituality. Right. And and so, what makes social justice attractive? Well, it's a form of passionate religion. It has a telos. It has a view yep. of salvation. Yep. It has an ethical orientation that's serious. They're willing sometimes to even die and destroy from it. Yep. It's iconoclastic. Yep. It's yep. the mo- it's. You can have a new reformation, even if it's it's a godless one right. um, in the name of uh, uh, humanity. You right. have uh-huh. all the things that the, the classical evangelicals have failed to address. And like uh-huh. I said, when we gut true religion from true theology, we create the conditions for something to fill the void right. and that's right. what this that's, this that's, is and justice, really helps, by the way it. is, is, yeah. is yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, and I, social justice is thievery. They stole the term itself from Catholic moral teaching. Right. It doesn't belong to, to uh, the, the, right. the Frankfurt School or, right. or anything yes. like it.
2: True, true social justice is biblical justice. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, that's right. But, you know, as, as yeah. you were talking, Tom, I was, I was thinking, you know, when you go to creation, I, it seems to me, I mean, I've I believed this for a while, but you're underlining yeah. um, this idea that um, just how important believing Genesis 1 and yeah, 2 really, is. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. right. And, and yes, so you've had yes. conservative reform denominations for decades. A, a, allowing men to be pastors and elders yeah. who deny basically, you know, just basic six-day creationism. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and and when you have, and it seems to me that you can't, I, mean, I know, you know, they, they're, they're theistic evolutionists or day age or, you know, uh, framework right. hypothesis or all these kind of things. But it seems to me that even there, where they're trying to hold on to some kind of sense that, you know, God's behind it all and everything else, you've already obliterated that the sort of the, the glory of the, the harmony of creation, the yeah. goodness of creation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's the beauty of the it. The beauty of it yeah. all, all of it being just right, when when you when you posit thousands and millions of years of chaos yeah. even directed by yeah. God in some weird way, it all you are yeah. all you're left with then is God willing it. It's it it's, it's, yeah. it's it's not a, yeah. it's not an artist creating something beautiful that then we we appreciate and we are conformed to, but rather it's God yeah. used chaos, God used violence, God used death, God used decay, God used all the you know somehow, and then ta da, here yeah. we are. And that's your creation story. And that's your creation story. Yeah. <laughs> what could yeah. go, what yeah. could yeah, go well, wrong if that's your origin story? <laughs>
3: Yes that that's right no that, and great I, I I take it a little bit, you know, as, as my colleague uh, Glenn Sunshine t- says, I'll take it a step further. Um, <laughs> uh, one of the things I like to say is that even entering in a debate about the scientific and historical na- nature of those things already has imported yeah. a notion of history that's indebted to Kant mm. um, because the, because history, if we want to understand it properly, is what is being communicated in that text amen. it becomes the set of reference points kinds amen. types the ordering of days and we're so far removed we think there's a natural history that we can interpret genesis in do you see oh, natural yeah. history yeah. becomes the external the, the frame right. from yeah. which and rather the the genesis text is already theologically a theological reading of history amen because in the beginning yes right we're we're starting with something that, in and of itself, is not bound by time, nor is it one of the actors in time, but is the agent and that brings time into being, sustains it, and orders yeah. it. So we already are looking at history in a radically different way than right. the way even you know, so people with goodwill want to talk about a realist understanding of of this. It's right. far more realist when we have the full theological understanding. So right. yes, you're right, but I, I I would like to say yeah and push it even further, we need to dig so deep into our own theological riches that we can expose the, the, the endless right. lines in which this alternative vision has gotten into our, wow. into our thought and expression and practice.
0: So I want to I tie this together and end right here. Um, you, know, you mentioned earlier that uh, what, what's happened in the modern church is that we've pursued God for our own sake. Instead of you know, this is why our our chief into man. This is why our catechism is so important. What is man's chief in man?
3: Glorify God to glorify God, God and enjoy right. Him forever, right? Yes. And, and yep. so, what yep. we've
0: done with the creation narrative is we've basically made that man centered. And then what we've done yep. with our modern church narrative is we've made it man centered. I mean, you know, the worship experience for me, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know
2: if I can interrupt you, but I was I, I was I was actually thinking about this along the lines of when you're saying you know I think we've uh, we have fallen into this, and probably good-intentioned people, and one of, the, one of the ones I was thinking of, actually, is I, I really have appreciated John Piper um, yeah. over the years. I think yes. a good man, godly man, yeah. has taken really strong stands on many issues, abortion, yeah. a, all kinds of great stuff. Love him, respect him to death. It's been mm-hmm. shocking, maybe it shouldn't have been to me, to see um, some of the people coming out of his orbit now totally taking really? on the social justice thing Whole hog. Right. Yeah, right. Um, and and he's yeah. like, what, what's going on? And, and the thing that I I'm, I'm think is happening is, I, I think, completely unintended in- by him, is when you have yeah. that. I mean, you remember famously in, in Desiring God took the first question of yeah. the, uh, the catechism and said, you know, we, um, the chief end of man is to glorify God by enjoying him forever. right? Which I think there's something yes. glorious and beautiful about yeah, that. right. But yeah. if you've already re- redefined functionally what God is – what are you actually, yes. what, are you, what are you feeding into that? You're feeding my, my enjoyment then and my joy Is and my, I my psychological health right. yes. has now be- yes. has become God.
0: Or, or primary uh, in yes. that relationship. Uh, well, uh, right? that,
3: that, interesting, the post Kantian and Feuerbach, right, who gave us, uh, you know, the stepping stones to Marx said that very thing what you end up getting is the projection of the highest human ideals up into yeah. the transcendent. Right. And we even become alienated from them and we need the therapy to reconnect. <laughs> right. But oh, I, so we I, create the problem and then we solve it through our own kind I, of self-centered religion. Shut oh up. my you gosh.
2: Shut up. Oh, man, that's, yeah, that's, <laughs> I, but I think that's how even people who are, I think, really, really close to us in certain ways, theologically, yeah. all of a sudden you say, like, how are you falling for this? Yeah. How are you How are yes. you walking into I And I, yeah. I don't think the ground shifted on a lot of us really, really fast. We've been yeah. inculcated in it for so long. We don't yeah. even know that this is what we're because even we haven't been like. yeah. taking yeah. classes it's- from Doctor Price.
1: That's right. Uh, <laughs> okay, Where did you Where did you want to end it? Because I have a question. I, I, want yeah, I end- just
0: wanted to tie together the the no, uh, what we've yeah. done with creation and and, and how we now seek yeah. God for our we've redefined our, our, God. We've God. Yeah, we then, redefined creation, And then we yeah. redefined how we sought God for for. His glory which, which, for which, our good, you know. And,
2: and basically, though, that means, and we he said earlier, he, he says, I mean, that messes with salvation. Because if, and his point about a Ex- bunch yeah, of theological right. leaders He's becoming right. atheists is like, I don't even know if they knew God. Right. I mean, that's right. I, yeah. I, I mean the God right. they're worshiping. Yeah. Were their filling Yeah. yeah. It's, it, Idolatry from the heart. It, it's, it's, like, right. it's like all those screens are yeah. just mirrors. And, and, <laughs> yeah. they're, and they're stroking their egos and their emotions yep. and trying to feel good. And then you, you got your hit. Yeah,
3: that's yep. not
0: Christianity. And no. after twenty years, of that hit it gets old and boring. And, you know.
3: Okay, so you've tried twice. Well, that's and you, right. you, it has, it has no, it has no spiritual. Substance to it, and yeah. therefore makes these alternatives very attractive.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So okay, I, then I'm gonna in here. I'm gonna take this one. I thought I was I'm correct. gonna say <laughs> I, you tried twice I, I and Toby mean, interrupted.
2: I can do this for I another. F- keep talking for several I, more. I, I, hours. I really do. I, I, yeah. I feel like
1: I'm just getting my hands. just how for I felt real. in the car too. I no, feel like true. I'm just getting my hands wrapped around this. I
2: mean, social justice is deeper than most what people are getting. That's in right. churches yeah. That's, That's right. Has more substance.
3: It's a, it's you, a better you, religion. I think, I think you just said a very very profound thing. It's yes, a and, better and religion. It's trying to, and it's trying... I mean, these people are willing to get up and and serve their god even if it is their own belly. Exactly.
1: You know? Exactly. So, uh, go ahead. The fix that, right, No, <laughs> no uh, guys right. looking. I, we we need this so bad. Yeah, I am right. not concerned right. about the clock until you guys have to run. Well, I got I got. Okay, but, but 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 listen, one of the things that I've been since I left from you in October, been reading Francis yeah. Schaefer, and Schaefer yeah. blew my mind with Escape from Reason too. But one of the things that I've been seeing though, this is goes back to a really really basic answer. And I think part of the answer is in the Bible reading challenge. Mm. People who know their Bibles, people who are studying their theology proper, understand the nature – I mean – I want to got the doctrine of God again by frame because I need to start there again to have the yeah. right understanding of who God is. That's right. I went and got Calvin's Institute so I can understand the nature of God, yeah. the nature of man, because I realize those things that are supposed to be our anchors have drifted yeah. so far now that I'm yeah. reimagining the definition. I'm becoming postmodern and re- and Kant. Kantianism is influencing me so much That I'm reimagining all those pieces Thinking I'm fighting for objective reality Uh And so I have to go do a fresher course And so anyway I'm just starting off there You take and you You do whatever you want to do with that prize You can take and finish that up from there
3: Well, (laughs) I'm I'm encouraged that people are are being pressed to where, I mean, to retrieve the riches that we have and not not go looking for a a creaturely alternative. Um, We have both, first of all, first and foremost in Scripture, final authority, chief, chief, um, but also in the wisdom of the church, um, not as the same level of authority, but a collective insight of people who tried to faithfully interpret that scripture under challenges much like ones well, what we are facing now yeah, that's how yeah. we pressed out our core doctrines yeah. we had to clarify what we understood because there was a challenge to them at a particular place so i think our anthropology our understanding of humanity mm-hmm. our understanding of cre- uh, you know a full understanding of creation and all that is entailed with that kinds purposes um uh, uh, fulfillment, um, culmination, all these things have to be returned to. Yeah. It is a rigorous task, but yeah. it is the it is the means by which, as, as one of my former teachers says, we're weaned off of our idols, and mm. our minds are purified, and hearts are purified. And that's, I mean, if you think of the commandments, right? Um, what is the first command? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, body, and strength. Tied to that, of course, you, we have the, the not making God into a creature, right? Because right. that that would be placing mm-hmm. the heart on that which couldn't deliver. Yeah. But is that <laughs> because God ne- is that because God needs us to do that? No. <laughs> yeah. God is from everlasting to everlasting perfectly realized the fullness of being. I am. Yeah. So it's for. The creation, and so this is the same thing, is creation ordered properly is towards and resting in. Right. It's receiving from the creator, it's yeah. being and and form. And the rest of the commandments are one, our love is centered the right way, they follow, right? My neighbor is no longer my enemy, you can love your neighbor as yourself. They're a gift, mutually yeah. Um, mm. uh, connected for the, for the kingdom and the creation, yeah. not a competitive mm. enemy which I need to lord over in order to exact something only God can give from them. Yeah. and so so yes, this stuff is fundamental to getting the the, the, the horizontal, the ethical yeah. uh, vision of the church in right.
0: You are a good Australian brother. You know that. <laughs> are you sure you're
3: not like side-tuned Britain Kate's
0: cousin or something? You know. You know. This is why <laughs> it's not for you know? <laughs>
1: get, get, get the Fight, Laugh, Feast app. This is why we created the network. That's right. This. I That's mean, right. honestly, going That's through the right. network this past month since I had the baby and had some time to listen. Oh, you've been doing uh, again. That? Yeah, I listen oh, to every man. show, and, and, and uh, it, we have such a great network. This yeah. is a great Amen. reason by that. Yeah, I
0: love working together. Listen yeah. to yeah. this
1: show every week. Theology
0: the to of,
2: podcast.
1: Theology podcast. Man, this it's a fabulous show, and employed just get. Fit constantly
2: for right. the show. All right, last thing. Okay. Oh. Okay. It was the scope of my rifle. Some okay. of you it's- are watching this.
3: Some of you are watching this <laughs> you say,
2: "Why are there stitches in your forehead?" Well, I went well, shooting on Fourth of July, and yeah. you know it yeah. got a little exciting. Okay. Well, we'll be praying for the, for your head and for your rifle.
1: I wonder how it looks. <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> to see that rifle. Thank you so much for joining us on the show, Tom. Appreciate it. If you're single, get married. If you're love married, me. have kids. If you have kids, go baptize them until Wednesday. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh and feast. This is cross politics.